It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What we learned after meeting new Washington Commanders General Manager Adam Peters and what it means moving forward right now on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Become a lock insider. And you'll get text messages directly from me, news, insights, analysis, bonus content, exclusive content, all kinds of fun, and just general one-on-one conversations, again, via text message. Join subtext.com slash commanders to sign up today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media, covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers. You already know because I say it every day, but I appreciate you for coming through for today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with your purchase of a Jace case, providing you a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. On today's episode, we are diving into the Adam Peters introductory press conference, and I'm sharing my thoughts on some of his comments to us on Tuesday. But first, or well, first, so that's the entire episode. We're going to start with my question. So I asked him about the biggest lesson he learned uh, during his career so far, leading him to this front office uh, position. And here is what Adam Peters had to say. Uh, Adam, welcome to Washington. And just curious, a, a lot of experience, obviously. Is there is there a moment that you kind of pull back from and say this moment in your journey here has kind of ed- educated you in a front office uh, sense? That's a tough one. There's so many. There's so many <laughs> moments that you think of and you really always think of the things that that you messed up on that you learned from. And I've had plenty of those. And it's uh, all of those things have shaped me to who I am today and and have brought me here. And so I'm thankful I, I could sit here and talk to you guys all day about that. But all those things have brought me here today next to Josh. And I'm so thankful for everything good and bad that's happened to me. All right. So, again, that's Adam Peters answering my question on Tuesday about what has what has been his biggest lesson uh, in his journey up the the front office chains into the front office of the Washington Commanders. And something that that kind of stood out to me during that that answer and something that he actually kind of doubled down on later. Candy Waller of Bowie TV asked him kind of what the biggest you know, what the the biggest thing he takes away from some of his failures or some of his not so great moves uh, has been. And he really kind of hammered home. The idea that you lose more from you or you went, you learn more from losing than you do from winning. Kind of mentioned it's harder to find the lessons when you're winning. And, and we've talked about this before here on the program when it comes to leadership. And we'll talk more about leadership here in just a little bit. But it's always easy to be a leader when things are going great, right? When when you're winning back-to-back Super Bowls, when you're always in the playoffs and all those things, it's kind of easy to be the front man. 
for that type of an organization. It's when things get hairy. It's when things start struggling, when things start falling apart. That's when you find out if you've got leaders in the building or if you've got managers in the building, because today's society, we like to put people in leadership positions and say, boom, you're a leader. Well, that's not necessarily true. Leadership or being a leader is not a title. Being a leader is, is an action. It's something that is just about you. And so it was really good, I think, to hear Adam Peters talk about learning from his failures and acknowledging that he's had some of those failures, right? Like a lot of people try to kind of gloss over the, the, the not so successful moves and just focus on the good moves. But I like the fact that Adam Peters comes into this thing, understanding that his missteps are really going to help him develop into the general manager that he wants to be. And of course, he's not alone in any of these decisions, right? But some of the biggest missteps, they're one of the biggest missteps, obviously, that we've all kind of been talking about with Adam Peters or involving Adam Peters um, is the Trey Lance trade. You know what I mean? It's a trade the San Francisco 49ers made. They packaged a bunch of capital. They move up. They get Trey Lance, who's supposed to be the quarterback of the future for the franchise. Turns out to not really be a thing. May end up shipping him off to Dallas, where now, you know, he's he's kind of buried on their depth chart, trying to find a new opportunity uh, to develop in me and get his career back on track. But I wanted to dive into some of the other historic moves, you know, from, from, from Adam Peters front office standpoint and specifically looking at the draft, because it's something that he also mentioned is that they're going to build this team through the NFL draft and they're going to supplement it through free agency. So the roots, the core of your team here is really going to come through young talent, through the NFL draft. So I wanted to take a look at that draft history and, you know, Adam has a long history of player evaluation, scouting, all that stuff dating back to the New England Patriots and all that stuff. And, you know, it's hard to really look at, say, the New England Patriots roles and understand where he really had an influence because he's a scout. And even a scout that has a major influence, there's going to be other scouts that kind of come back and hit those same players. So I'm really kind of starting this dive 2014 when he's a Broncos assistant or the director of college scouting going into his time with the 49ers as a vice president of player personnel and the assistant general manager. When you go to his time with the Denver Broncos, uh, and again, he's not solely responsible for these decisions. It's just he's part of a bigger part of the decision-making process, starting with Denver. Uh, the first-round history while he was in Denver, defensive back Bradley Roby, defensive end Shane Ray, quarterback Paxton Lynch, and offensive lineman Garrett Bull. So really, out of those four guys, you can only say they really hit on one. That's offensive tackle Garrett Bowles. Now, Garrett Bowles hasn't become a perennial all-pro or anything like that, but he's certainly been a solid starter, someone who's lasted through multiple coaching changes, scheme changes, all those things in Denver. Bradley Roby uh, never really panned out, and he ended up starting like two games his final season in Denver. Shane Ray didn't pan out. He's out of the NFL. Quarterback Paxton Lynch didn't pan out. He's out of the NFL. So not a, not a, a super great first-round history with the Denver Broncos. And again, Adam Peters not solely responsible for any or all those picks, but certainly a part of the decision-making process uh, once you get up to that level. Other draft notables, offensive lineman Michael Schofield, and these are all positives, right? Offensive lineman Michael Schofield was a third-round pick. Offensive lineman Matt Paradis was a sixth-round pick. Quarterback Trevor Simeon, seventh-round pick. I know Trevor's not an all-pro quarterback, not a franchise quarterback, but getting a stable backup-type caliber quarterback into the NFL through the seventh round is still a pretty solid pick. Offensive lineman Max Garcia, fourth round. Defensive lineman Adam Goss, the second round. Safety Justin Simmons, third round. Offensive lineman Connor McGovern, fifth round. Now, out of that list, the names you probably know, Justin Simmons, you probably know, Trevor Simeon, you might know just from his, you know, because of his journeys or whatever. But all of those guys, and especially those linemen, those, those trench players, all of them ended up contributing significant snaps, significant amount of starts for Denver or, you know, moved on to other teams and continued to kind of produce at least solid, Ability And really, not everybody can be a pro bowler. Not everybody can be an all pro. You need those solid pieces. So a lot of solid pieces added in Denver 
through the draft process. And again, some of these, Adam is the assistant director of college scouting. So how much of a voice he really has and who they pick or, or just a talent evaluation is to be, you know, uh, debated director of college scouting really where his, his influence really starts to kind of come out is with the San Francisco 49ers, I think. And when you look at their first round history there, they have a trade back. They draft uh, defensive end Solomon Thomas. You know, that was a trade where the, the Bears move up uh, for Mitch Trubisky. They end up also getting linebacker Reuben Foster that same year in the first round. They get offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, defensive end Nick Bosa, defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw, quarterback Trey Lance, and they haven't had a first-round pick since 2021. So that's where the list ends. So you look at that list, and certainly you say Mike McGlinchey, not in San Francisco anymore, but a lot of solid years in San Fran. Now in Denver, Nick Bosa has obviously been one of the best defensive ends, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw has not been superb, has also dealt with some injuries. Um, you know, I don't know how much that really has derailed things, but certainly a factor. And then quarterback Trey Lance, we kind of already talked about. But some other positive picks that not all of these guys are still 49ers. Some of them are. You're going to recognize their names. But these are all guys who are at least contributing in the NFL if they're not still in San Francisco. Cornerback Akella Witherspoon was a third-round pick. Tight end George Kittle. A fifth round pick linebacker Fred Warner, a third round pick wide receiver Debo Samuel, a second round pick linebacker Drake Greenlaw, a fifth round pick wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, a second round pick running back Elijah Mitchell, a sixth round pick. And then, of course, quarterback Brock Purdy, a seventh round pick. Also interesting to note that where Adam Peters has been, Denver, San Francisco, mostly, uh, but also New England, there is a history of kickers and punters being drafted in the middle rounds of NFL drafts. So. If there is a kicker, I don't think punter we have to worry about. I think Tressway is pretty safe and secure in his job. But if there's a kicker available, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, I don't know about third, but fourth, fifth, sixth round, don't be completely surprised if Adam Peters goes ahead uh, and makes a move like that. He's done it before, He's or he's at least been part of staffs that have done it before. So some interesting stuff there from Adam Peters. Some, some ups, some downs. Obviously, every general manager is going to have uh, some of those ups and downs. But I just think that it's an interesting look at kind of his, uh, you know, the history he's attached to. I'll put it that way. One thing that you should notice, more success in the trenches than anywhere else, I think. And, you know, a lot of those are, are mid-round picks and all that stuff, but some really good contributors in the trenches. So that speaks that speaks positively, I think, to what could be coming for the trenches of the Washington Commanders. But we got more comments from Adam and my thoughts on those comments coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this next, next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really kind of start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. I, you might even be thinking about the same thing this time of year. What really kind of bugs me sometimes is why can't people just enjoy off-season wins, right? Especially when your favorite NFL team maybe didn't give you a lot of in-season wins. You might be familiar with that if you're watching this episode. Nobody's saying you should throw a parade. But when someone who has literally every other general manager job available to them chooses your favorite team, that is a good moment. And I wish everybody could enjoy it. Therapy can be different for everybody. Most of us have bigger problems than what's happening with our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule, visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
com slash locked on. Today's episode also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They have the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you just have to pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. But with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three points made plus receptions. That's a lot. That's very, very interesting. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, that code locked on NFL at pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today. And every day, every day, thanks for coming through. As always, come back tomorrow. we got a mailbag episode. So if you've got a question for tomorrow's mailbag episode, drop it in the YouTube comment section or text me directly as a Locked On Commanders insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to get in on that. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now we're moving on with our Adam Peters quotes from his introductory introductory press conference on Tuesday. And of course, he was asked about the quarterback situation. Here's what he had to say. Scott Abraham, ABC7. This is for Adam. Uh, welcome to Washington. Uh, obviously, as you know, the quarterback position is the most important position in the NFL. How do you view the quarterback situation here in Washington now, and how do you plan to evaluate and maybe attack that position in the offseason or in the draft? Quarterback, just like all the positions, we're going to sit down and evaluate. And that process will start once we hire the head coach and his staff, and we're going to do that collaboratively with the head coach, his staff, the personnel department, R&D, analytics, and come up with, our evaluations for all that before we move forward. All right. So again, uh, not a, not a whole lot of information divulged by Adam Peters, but uh, what was interesting in that answer to me, what really stood out and why I wanted to share that with you directly here is the involvement of the analytics. So that is something that obviously we know Josh Harris is big on analytics. He really likes to embrace uh, folding analytics into how he operates his teams and how his people operate their jobs. And so to hear Adam Peters talk about that folding in of analytics, I think is important and, and, and kind of just speaks to when you're looking at these prospects, or you're looking at these veteran options, efficiency is really going to be a big part of uh, this whole equation. Not the only discriminating part of the whole, whole equation, but I also, again, wanted to dive into Adam Peters front office career uh, just a little bit and, and kind of see what we can pull out about the quarterback position, not to necessarily say, boom. Here's how we can predict what's going to happen, but just to, to pick out some trends and tendencies. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, there's only been two first round quarterbacks drafted in Adam Peters front office career. And again, varying levels of influence in those decisions being made, but only two of them, uh, two first round quarterbacks have been drafted since Adam Peters entered a true front office role in 2014. Those quarterbacks being Paxton Lynch, who was drafted out of Memphis to the Denver Broncos. And then of course, Trey Lance, who was drafted out of North Dakota state university to San Francisco 49ers. Now 
the other quarterbacks that have led the teams that Adam Peters has been an executive on. Uh, Peyton Manning did it twice. They won a Super Bowl in Denver with him one of those years. Trevor Simeon, uh, a combination of Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beathard, and Jimmy Garoppolo one year in San Francisco. A combination of Nick Mullen, C.J. Beathard, Jimmy G again in San Francisco. Jimmy G by himself. A combination of Nick Mullins and Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G again himself. Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, and Trey Lance. Trey Lance got two games uh, that season. And then, of course, Brock Purdy, um, now the starter there in San Francisco. So you see there a big combination of players, a lot of veterans. Um, Something that really stands out to me, though, especially when you look at the Paxton Lynch selection and then Trey Lance, they don't have a history of thrusting rookie quarterbacks into play uh, prematurely unless they absolutely have to. I mean, you look at... You know, Brock Purdy getting on the field, for example, Jimmy G comes in, Trey Lance comes in, both of them get hurt. Brock Purdy basically is forced into action, which at that point in time, you just kind of have to do what you have to do. So what that means moving forward? Well, we don't really know 100 percent because like Adam said multiple times during his press conference on Tuesday, that's going to be a decision made. Those are going to be decisions made in concert. Now, they do have a deeper history of building around veterans in Adam Peters led teams. That's something that John Lynch has done, something the GMs uh, there in Denver have done. So. Does that mean that's exactly what's going to happen here in Washington? No. Does it mean it could happen, though? Absolutely, it does. Because just something interesting to know as we get through these draft conversations, as we get through these free agent conversations uh, and decisions, don't, uh, don't, don't forget that Adam Peters does come from a history of teams that are not necessarily interested in thrusting rookie quarterbacks into the limelight and have only made two picks in the first round of quarterbacks during his front office career again. Not completely his decision anyway, so take it with a massive grain of salt. But I just thought it was an interesting trend to pick out. Uh, next quote, he was asked about the roster. And sometimes it's what you say, but sometimes it's what you don't say. And for a couple of seconds there, Adam Peters didn't say anything. And that stood out to a lot of people. Adam David Aldridge with The Athletic. Welcome to D.C. Um, I wonder what you think of the current roster. I believe that there's a few cornerstone pieces in this roster. I believe we have a lot of work to do, and that's just evaluating everybody. And that's going to start with the coaches. When the coaches come in, we hire a head coach. We sit down together with the personnel department, and we sit down and, and evaluate everything and figure out where we need to be. So that's an ongoing process. I've, I've started a little bit, but we have a lot of work to do, David. All right, so that's Adam Peters on the roster, and you notice that awkward pause there, and everybody ought to notice that awkward pause there. But then he goes on to say that he does believe there are a few cornerstone pieces, and you know you can take that literally and say, oh, Adam Peters only thinks there's three you know, really good players on this roster. I don't think he meant it literally as in three guys. Um, you know, But to be, to be fair, Adam Peters is very early in the roster uh, uh, evaluation. Now, Josh Harris did applaud Adam Peters at one point during the press conference saying that he came in to his interview with them with questions and knowledge about the team already. Like he, This wasn't a guy who's just trying to say, here's my overall philosophy as a general manager. He actually knew uh, about Washington coming into it, so that was impressive. But if you look at cornerstone pieces of a roster, what are the cornerstone pieces of a roster? Well, I think you, you have to look at it as you need a passer, pass protector, playmaker, pass rusher, pass defender. So if you break it down into those five kind of keystone categories for a successful NFL team, when you look at the passer, you need one of them, obviously. Right now, that top guy is Sam Howell. Um, and again, some of you agree or some of you do see the future in him. Some of you don't see the future in him. So I'll let you settle that debate in the comment sections as you want to have it. We'll certainly talk more about quarterbacks as we move into the offseason. Then you look at pass protectors. You need five of them. Right now, you really only have one. That's Sam Cosme. The other ones, you know, even some of the ones that are average or better, 
Uh, they're a little bit long in the tooth, so they need to be replaced uh, at some point in time in the near future. So really, Sam Cosby is the only one you talk about future building blocks that you can really rely on moving forward. Playmakers, you need at least three of them, I would say. One of the receiver, one, one is a tight end, one is a running back uh, minimum, and that is the minimum. I think you got two. got Terry McLaurin, you got Brian Robinson Jr. Pass rushers, you need at least four, depending on what levels they come from. Deron Payne right now is really the only solidified one. Jonathan Allen's kind of a question mark. There's a lot of excitement about this team. John grew up in the area. He grew up a fan of the team. Maybe that excitement around the team is getting him re-energized. I don't know, but we'll see what happens with John Allen. So you got one, maybe two, if John Allen is reinvested into what's happening. Then you need pass defenders. I think you need at least four of those, if not more. Right now, you got none of them. I think, you know, when you look at the free agents that are have expired contracts that are not retained right now and the guys that are left on the roster, I think your secondaries has a lot to work on. So how does that impact the future planning of this team? Well, you kind of break it down into those five. Where do you have the biggest hole? Right now, you got the biggest hole in pass defenders. You don't have enough pass defenders to really go out there and field a successful team. That is a problem. Does that mean... That's where your first round pick goes. Not necessarily. Doesn't mean that's where your most money goes. Not necessarily. It just means that when you prioritize addressing the cornerstone, keystone positions of your team, I think you have to look at the pass defense and the pass protector as the most efficient positions on your team right now. But like Adam Peter said, there is a lot of work still to be done, including hiring the new head coach. That is going to have a big influence in all the decisions that are made moving forward. He talked about that. So did Josh Harris. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical, who believes that it is more important for you to be prepared now than ever before. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I know we come to sports to get away from the scary stuff of reality and the drama of reality, but sometimes we still got to stay connected to that real life. With Jace Case, through Jace Medical, you get five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. Things that quite honestly can happen to any of us or our loved ones at any given moment, and you don't want to deal with bad weather that doesn't let you get to the pharmacy or shortage supplies, shortage of supplies or supply chain issues when your time of need arises. So visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up our look and our review of the Adam Peters introductory press conference here on Locked On Commanders, uh, giving you his thoughts and I'm sharing my thoughts on his thoughts. Insiders, you're going to get the full uh, transcribed version of what was said on Tuesday. You're also going to get a full, full video file of what was said on Tuesday uh, to have at your disposal. Now, obviously, 
You can also see the press conference on YouTube. The Washington Commanders do a really good job of putting that stuff out for you guys. But insiders, you'll have it uh, at the at the touch of a text message if you need it uh, moving forward. So if you want to get on that again, join subtext.com slash locks on commanders, become an insider today. You'll get in on all that fun stuff. So uh, was asked or Adam was asked obviously about the head coaching surge. And, and really this is a two-parter. So there's two questions involved in this clip. This is the longest clip of the episode, just because I think it's that important uh, to talk about. And then we'll dive into it a little bit deeper. Adam Barris for Luger from the Washington post. Welcome to town. Um, I wonder if you could go into, have you been involved with some head coaching um, interviews already? How far along are you in that process? And do you have an inclination that, Oh, I want an offensive head coach. I want a defensive head coach. What qualities are attractive to you there? We're looking for the best leader for this team, for the Washington commanders. And so uh, we, we have set criteria that we're going to have a, be aligned in that vision. And it's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be offense. It's not going to be defense. It's going to be the best leader for this organization. <clears throat> Adam Chick Hernandez, WSA nine. Um, along that, those lines, what's for you, for a head coach, both of you, what's the most important factor in hiring a head coach? I think, um, I think in any head coach and any leader, it's just leadership, leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct and upfront, have all those qualities and they're all intertwined, but those are the, those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader, but really it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. You know, both of us are in essence come from uh, the model that we're stewards for the city and that we're on a mission to deliver success to Washington. And so obviously, you know, hiring uh, a coach that um, is on the mission with us, that is all in, that can that 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 him that himself or herself can attract the best people, uh, you know that you know all of those things, and then hold them accountable. And obviously, ultimately, comes with a certain amount of foot IQ, football intelligence. I think IQ matters. Um, I think it matters increasingly. So I think that all of those things will be important. But ultimately, a partner, you know, where the three of us can be aligned and you know work for the city on behalf of the city to win. All right, so that was general manager Adam Peters and managing partner Josh Harris talking about the head coaching search coming up and some of the key factors there. Uh, the reason I shared both of those answers with you guys, they're not looking for an offensive guy. They're not looking for a defensive guy. They're looking for a leader, and I think that's really supremely important, and I'm really happy to hear them uh, really emphasize that portion because we just talked about it, right? You put people in leadership positions. Just because they're in a leadership position doesn't make them a leader. Just because you put a captain patch on someone's shoulder doesn't make them a leader. In fact, to, to me and in my experiences in leadership, uh, usually if you hear someone who says, well, I'm a leader by example, that's my style. I lead by example. That's a cop out. You can't lead by example. Leadership is an action. It's a, it's, it's a verb. You have to do something to lead people. You can't just take care of yourself and say, well, I lead by taking care of me. And that shows everybody else. They should take care of them. That's not how leadership works uh, truly, but we can have a whole discussion on leadership uh, at another time. But I think that's really important because a lot of people have kind of been focused on, well, I want an offensive coach or I want a defensive coach. You're looking for someone who can pull this locker room together, whether it's the locker room that we've last saw, a whole new one through the influx and, and expulsion of, of, of people. Um, but you need a coach that's going to bring everybody together. Again, humans are pack animals and pack animals need a leader or multiple leaders, depending on the size of the pack and the nature of the business and all that stuff. So you need a coach 
who can do those things. But also, like Josh Harris said, someone that you they can be proud of their character, someone that the fan base can really rally around and kind of identify with uh, as part of their their pack. Right. So it all kind of comes back to that. When you look at the NFL playoff picture as it sits today, as far as offensive, defensive coaches, all those things, you've got four offensive head coaches still in the playoffs alive right now. Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, Matt LaFleur of the Packers, Andy Reid of the Chiefs. Andy Reid is the only one of those that's won a Super Bowl as a head coach. Defensive coaches, you've got Todd Bowles, Sean McDermott, D'Amico Ryans. So you got three defensive coaches alive. None of them has won a Super Bowl as a head coach. And then special teams coach, you got one. That's Sean Harbaugh. He's the outlier there. And he obviously has won a Super Bowl as a head coach. And you could even, if you really want to make the argument, say John Harbaugh's teams uh, that have been most successful and certainly the one that he won a Super Bowl with have been more defensive focused than anything else. But John comes from a special teams background. So that's that's the category I'm going to put him in. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, the real big things that I want to take away from this press conference on top of what we've already talked about is there's an attitude of teamwork. It's a cohesive effort. It's not one or two people running a show and the other guy works for them. It's all of them working together in concert and they're really doing their due diligence to make sure that they're bringing in the right people who are on the same page. Uh, another message that came from Adam Peters that I thought was really pointed and really important. Washington needs leadership every day. As you already know this, we've talked about this several times during the season. What I saw in Washington last season, especially, but even the seasons bef- before that is an externally motivated team. This is a team that came out into the environment, into the opponent, and they let the environment and the opponent set the tone for them versus them coming on setting the tone. When you're internally motivated, you go out and you attack the issue, whether it's a job interview, whether it's a, a social outing, whether it's a, a, a college degree, whatever the task at hand is. When you're an internally motivated person, you go attack the item. When you're an exter- externally motivated person, you let the item attack you and you respond in kind. This team has been an externally motivated team for far too long. And what you look at when you see the San Francisco 49ers, when you look at when you see Josh Harris, is you see two organizations, you see two people who are very internally motivated, who go out and attack their problems. Adam Peters comes from organizations, New England Patriots, the Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers, who have a history of creating internally motivated organizations. I think that is incredibly important. If you bring in a head coach that has the same mentality, then this thing could really turn around uh, in, in a heartbeat. Now, that being said, Adam Peters also with, withheld putting a timeline on the turnaround. And I think that's very important because when you look at all the history, you look at everything that was said, you talk about this quarterback conversation because we're going to talk about that all offseason long, not forcing the issue, I think, is a very big part of this. The San Francisco 49ers went out. They needed to get a quarterback. They went out and got a quarterback in Trey Lance. That felt like to a lot of people at the time, they're just getting a quarterback to get a quarterback. Paxton Lynch was a very similar evaluation when he was drafted by the Denver Broncos. Don't force it. If your guy's not there, find your guy at another position. That is going to be my message all offseason long, so get used to it. But we're going to talk about what that means from very different angles because it doesn't mean don't go quarterback. It doesn't mean go quarterback. It just means you shouldn't come into it with a position in mind. You should be looking at the players that you want to add to this team. Coming up tomorrow, we've got a mailbag episode. So you got questions following the Adam Peters presser. Anything else you want to talk to or talk about Washington Commanders related, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly as a locked insider. Go to jointsubtext.com slash locked on commanders to get in on that if you're not already. As always, thank you for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. And thank you for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.